What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. Hope you're having an amazing day or night, you know, wherever or whenever you're tuning in. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. And you can also email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So I want to start off this episode with some bad news. Right from the start, right? Just, I mean, just rip off the band-aid, just get it over with, you know. Only because I almost wasn't able to record this week because of this bad news. It just it just kind of rocked everything and shook it up. And and it was funny though is if you just look at week to week, I'm always asking myself or, or questioning like, is the universe like conspiring against me to not record this show? <laughs> I mean, seriously, the hurdles sometimes I just have to just jump over and dodge and go under and go around and make happen just to record every week is insane. It's like a challenge, and I'm always up for it. I'm not going anywhere. I don't care. I'll record, you know, five, six days late or every two weeks if I have to. So anyways, with that being said, I'm like, deep breath, Rick. Everyone's going to be fine. So here's the story. Last week, my wife took, you know, a pretty hard slam while roller skating, and she got an x-ray, and it's confirmed she broke her collarbone. Okay? So you heard that right. You know, much like Dewey Cox, you know, she snapped her collarbone uh, in half pretty bad. She got cut in half pretty bad, that collarbone. So she's down for the count, right? And it was so bad, I guess, the surgery to correct it. it ha- it's this coming Tuesday. So what? This is, uh, I'm recording this on a Saturday. So this coming Tuesday, what, in three days. So really fast, right? And she'll be getting a rod or like a plate you know, uh, put on to help prevent, you know, future breaks. Cause obviously she's going to continue roller skating and it's not going to stop her. And then, you know, she'll be on the road to recover after that. So Tuesday is surgery, Wednesday starts the fun stuff. Okay. And how does that relate to me or this podcast and skateboarding? I mean, well, quite a bit actually. So here's the story. The main thing is though, is I pretty much can't skate until she's like all healed up or at least will be functional enough to do like basic things. Right. Only because now I can't afford to get hurt as well, both financially and physically. So it kind of sucks. And standard recovery time is for a broken clavicle is about six to eight weeks. So about six to eight weeks that I can't really skate either. You may say, you know, that's great and all, but you can still go skate, Rick. It's fine, dude. Just get over it. I mean, yes, technically I can still go skate whenever the hell I want now, right? Because before this injury... We'd both kind of agree on certain days, like, okay, well, I'm going to go skate on this day, and I'll go on this day, and vice versa. So we'd all figure out, we would figure out a day to go. But I can't really risk getting hurt now. I can't. I mean, at least for the next few weeks. I guess I should say, yeah, the first few weeks of her recovery, I should probably keep it mellow, if not skate at all. Or maybe worse thing, just rolling around, you know, doing some slappy. So whatever. But I guess one positive note, you know, my wife works from home. She has been working from home before COVID. She, she transitioned to a job. So it all, it all, it's going to be all good for her, right? However, me, I work at a high school where I'm on my feet all day long. It's a very large campus. We have 1,700 students. I need and use my feet to function. Both of them. <laughs> That's key, right? And I usually clock in about, what, fifteen to 20,000 steps a day. Per day. 
And that's with using the golf cart on occasion. Yeah, we have a golf cart roll around. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's cool. I mean, those are like some Disneyland numbers right there, right? You ever go to Disneyland, you clock out, damn, to end of the day, when you finally put your feet up, it's like 17,000, 20,000 steps. Yeah, daily for me. So I'm just kind of laying it out. So, you know, plus, you know, this job kind of, uh, you know, it pays the bills. So there's that key thing, too. So with this job and everything going on already, I've always been kind of cautious with my skating. Like when I go out, I'm okay, I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to really learn new things. What can I maintain? I've always kind of had that mentality, at least this year, because it's my first year with the school. But this does put a damper on things. You know, it just kind of sucks. I'm even talking about now, I'm like, ah, gosh, before I could go skating and not have a care in the world, right? You know, still knowing that you know, of course, my limitations and not pushing myself too hard, but knowing that if anything happened, my wife would be able to kind of help, you know, because we have soccer four or five days a week for my son, just shopping, grocery shopping. This this is a game changer because she can't lift me with her right arm or at all until she gets healed. Yard work, laundry. I could go on and on and on. Guess who's going to handle it from here on out? This guy. I mean, I have kids. I'm going to put them to work, too. They're going to have a much larger chore list and we have friends and family that can offer to help but but i'm just saying this the onus falls on me now so when and if i do go skate i'll be so damn worried about getting hurt that it won't make it as fun you know <laughs> it's like is it even worth it and does this make sense or am i just crazy am i overreacting like you know me i like kind of like to do i like to overthink things it's called calm down rick so not only do i need to stay as healthy as possible and as as functional as possible you know for work I, I now have to be the one to be fully capable of taking my son to soccer, you know, four or five times a week. You know, that's during the week and the weekends with games. And this was crazy. A little backstory. We just started a thing last week where she was going to take him on Thursdays now. So that way I can, you know, kind of finish, you know, my show and prep the show. Because that's the one thing every week I'm just either internally or vocalizing my, I just, I need an hour to work on my show. Can I have that universe? Can I just have one hour this day without the cat bugging me or the kids needing this or the white, you know, it just, when it, I'm going to speak it to an existence now, but when I get the no Mongo studio completed, hopefully by the end of the summer, that's going to be my spot to go work in my little private corner in the garage that I can go. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to literally call it work. I'm going to go to work now. Don't call or text me, please. <laughs> but that's a big, can't do that anymore. That is no longer. Now, if this sounds like I'm complaining, I do want to point out that this could have been much, like way, way worse for my wife, right? Clavicle, it sucks, but she still has her feet. She's able to walk around. She's able to drive, even though we just found out today. Because um, obviously, if she's in the passenger side, it's her right clavicle. The seatbelt, guess where that goes? Right there. It's any little bump we'd hit. She'd go, ow, ow, ow. Or I'd take a, you know, I'd turn. She's like, ouch. And this is even pre-surgery. So she says, no sling. There's no medication yet. After the surgery, she's going to have the sling and the arm brace and all that fun stuff and all the meds. So that's just a little, a little update from what we had today. We had to go to, she had to get a COVID test before her surgery on Tuesday. So anyway, so I know it could have been way worse. And I accept and I am very grateful for that. You know? But it just, it just kind of sucks that, unfortunately, I have to suffer the consequences of this injury as well. You know, it's like, like I said, she, she would do this for me. If the, the roles were reversed, totally. But it got me thinking, though, anyone out there tuning in ever have something similar? Like, does your wife or partner, you know, do they, have, do they skate 
like either skateboard, roller skate, or do they have any other physical activity that would cause like you, like if they get injured to kind of take a break or, or ride with caution? Maybe your partner's into, you know, crazy mountain biking or BMX, you know, have you had a similar experience? I know I can't be the only one. And if so, how'd it go for you? How long was the recovery? How did you handle it? Did you skate anyway? Or am I being overly cautious? Am I overreacting? Because it just happens so fresh, you know. But I do have to say, though, the timing of a recovery is going to work to my advantage, though. It's going to be all good. It's all going to be fine. Because I work for a school district, I will be off for the summer. And you know what that means? <laughs> That's right, baby. Skating as much as I can possibly handle. Seven days a week. Damn straight. It's my first year working for a school district, and I know I'm going to be like, hell yeah, my first summer off in a long-ass time. And I don't count the pandemic summers. Those two were, they, those weren't really fun. I wasn't really in a good headspace, just, you know, with all the crap that was going on. So with all that being said, though, like I said, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. It's like a nice and bright summer light, like a summer sunlight at the end of that tunnel. I can see it now. I can smell it now. I can feel it now. So I just wanted to, to, to wrap that up. I just need to keep telling myself that, that this time in recovery will go by so fast. And before I know it, I'll be waking up on a weekday, maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. I don't know. I'll decide and go and skating whenever the hell I want, wherever I want. Damn, that sounds so good to say. Oh, so yeah, anyway, bring on the summer. I'm like, <laughs> yes, summer 2022. Let's do this. But first, of course, let's get my wife's you know broken wing fixed. And I know she'll be able to handle it like a pro. So what about you? How do you balance your you know extreme sports lifestyle with your partner or wife or significant other? Or do you just throw like caution to the wind and deal with whatever happens? Yeah, if we're all if we're both injured, Rick, you know what? You know, we'll take some time off of work and maybe not get paid. But, you know, or do you not have kids? If you don't have kids, it makes it a little bit easier. Because you don't have to pick them up from school. You don't have to take them to maybe they're doing a sporting event. I don't know. I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts. So let me know. And also let me know what I should expect as far as, you know, her recovery. Because I'd, I'd love to hear some info on that. And just anything that I know in advance is going to help me out mentally. Appreciate it. So speaking of broken bones, did you all see the Oscars the other night, last weekend? If not, you probably heard about it. And you've probably seen what happened. But that was a pretty wild one, though, huh? Yeah. Tony Hawk, who we all know broke his leg, what, only a few weeks ago, was there standing with a cane next to Kelly Slater and Sean White. They were presenting an award. I'm just surprised there weren't more broken bones that night, though. And hell yes, I'm going to talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on live television in front of, what, millions of viewers and a bunch of A-list celebrities in-house. <laughs> that was insane! What the hell? I never thought I'd see something like that on a night like that. You know, a bunch of celebrities and tuxedos slapping the crap out of each other on camera. I thought that stuff just happened like behind scenes. And I swear I thought it was fake though. Only be oh that was before though I saw the raw audio and video. But even then I'm like I still question. I'm not trying to be some crazy conspiracy theorist, but I, I I'm just like I. More of it's like, why, Will? I mean, I get the why, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, why did you do that? 
But then I'm like, well, the Oscars need ratings, so what would they do? They would do something crazy like that, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? And then I'm like, no, dude, knock it off. He slapped her, you know, him because you know, Chris Rock said something about his wife. Now, keep in mind, though, we don't really watch the Oscars. I mean, oftentimes it's just in the background. And, you know, maybe we'll poke our head in just kind of see who won, you know. And my wife likes to watch it for the dresses and outfits and stuff like that. So we'll sometimes we'll even record it, you know, and just kind of skip through all the long-ass acceptance speeches. Like, okay, yeah, done. You get you get a minute and next, you know, play the, the shark music, whatever. Normally we'd have seen, like, at least a couple of the movies that had been nominated or maybe that we liked, you know, just so we can make it fun and root for them. However, this past year, I feel I, I feel really, I mean, every year I feel really behind. Like my parents are like, oh, have you seen any of the nominated movies? I'm like, no, one of them maybe. And my, I saw a couple of the animated films, you know, with the kids, obviously. But other than that, I think Dune was the only other one that, that I saw that I can recall. And that's it. So anyway, back to the slap. I'm not going to sit here and give like an armchair therapist point of view on, you know, what happened. But clearly... Will Smith is having a rough year. Dude's not doing well. He's in a bad place mentally. And that slap wasn't about the joke. It definitely was about Jada, but not the joke. I mean, we've all heard way too much about their personal lives to know that Will's not handling it all that well. Like, we know too much about their open relationships. I'm like, do, do I, I didn't need to hear that about the Fresh Prince. I don't, I don't care what you do in your private time. That's you. Don't need to tell me. I don't need to know that info going into this before this slap. So the slap wasn't about that. It wasn't about that joke. But nevertheless, it happened. And, you know, Chris Rock handled the entire thing like a true professional. The true pro he is. <laughs> Just think about that happening to you on live TV and you're, you know, you're, you're, your brain goes, what the hell just happened? Fight or flight kicks in. He just would chill. And that moment will go down in history as like one of the most bizarre moments to ever happen on TV, right? You know, award show or not. Just think about that. Does it happen at the ESPYs, you know? The Grammys? That will forever be a meme. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Walked up there, slapped him. And you know who was there to see it all? To witness history? Tony Hawk. I mean, of course he was, right? <laughs> I was like, how cool is that, Tony? Just think about all the crazy moments Tony has either witnessed, you know, in his life or, and or created, you know, for him, you know, himself, right? His resume is insane. His list of past and present, you know, sponsors is like, I don't know, it could be, it's not never any, but it's, it's huge. He was the first, you know, throw down a 900 competition. He created a ton of tricks. You know, on vert ramp mostly. And, and he was there to witness, you know, television history this last weekend. Of course he was, right? It was all meant to be. The stars were aligned for him. I wonder where he was sitting, though. Where, where was he sitting exactly? I mean, hopefully he wasn't backstage at the time, though. Because that would have sucked, you know. Imagine if, oh, wait, what went down? Because he doesn't seem like a kind of guy who would bust out his phone, so I don't think he would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to record this. He'd probably just sit back and just take it all in. But I just wanted to point that out. you know, Because it, while I was going down, I kept thinking, damn, Tony Hawk is there in the audience taking it all in. Tony Hawk. <laughs> Everyone knows Tony Hawk. He's in the audience watching this all go down. So I was like, very cool, Tony. 
And of course, congrats on being part of, you know, television history. Congrats on being, you know, one of the chosen few to, you know, present an award. I mean, you did deserve to be there simply on your, like, Gleam in the Cube performance alone. Your appearance, I guess. Well, I think he was the pizza guy in that one. Or he drove the pizza truck. I don't know. I, I don't like Gleam in the Cube, but I, I know Tony Hawk's been in it. Or he was in it, I should say. But seeing Tony walking around, you know, shortly after breaking his femur does give me hope, though. I mean, if Tony can handle it like a boss in his 50s, was he 52? My wife, who is the same age as me, can probably do it as well, you know? She's still, she, she's younger than Tony. We're younger than Tony. But I'll be sure to show, you know, her, you know, Tony's IG page. You know, whenever she gets down or kind of frustrated about, like, babe, look at Tony Hawk, right? That's like, I think he started walking the next day, right? Yeah, something like that. He was, he was putting weight on, not that much weight, but he was, he was getting it going again. And he plans to skate in the next few weeks. I think he's got some, some event that he's booked at. So. Just had to point that out. I mean, obviously, the slap was kind of heard around the world, but I just wanted to point out that, you guys, Tony Hawk was there. He saw it all go down. Crazy. So that's going to be about it for this week. You know, I didn't get that much time to watch hardly any of the latest videos, you know, this past week. Like I said, it's just been chaos. Straight chaos. It's just been crazy. It's been nuts. I also did get a, a ton of great magazines to read and catch up on as well. You know, the latest slam skateboarding is out, so it'll be nice to get caught up on, you know, all things, you know, skateboarding from Australia, right? I got issues what, three and four of the curb files, which my man Drew Domkis from Skatosis made an appearance. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Dude's 50. Just keep that in mind when you when you buy it and see it. And if you do not follow him, you should follow him anyway, but just just keep that in mind. He's 50. He's younger than Tony. He's still shredding. He's 50. so But that's right. He's in issue number four. Go pick one up, and next time you see him, you know, have it in your pocket or something, have him autograph it, though. You know? I'm pretty sure I will. But Drew, dude, you got to sign this for me, man. What else? What else? Oh, I got the first issue of the Skate Loop, which is a genius idea. It has pictures, so it's, it's picture dominant. But it has QR codes on the bottom, so all you need to do is just kind of bust out your camera Scan that code, and you can witness the trick in action. Such a great idea. Excellent. So I got the first copy of that. So be sure to pick up a copy and support that magazine. I also got the January and March issues of Skate John. You know, so I've got to read up on those. And, of course, the latest issue of Thrasher, you know, with uh, Suchu on the cover. So needless to say, I, I have a lot of reading to do. I got a, a lot of videos to catch up on. I wasn't able to score a copy of Mess Skate Mag. Anyone score a, a copy of that? So I know that one's on my list. I think I checked a, a couple days ago as well and it's out. So it's probably in skate shops or sold out in the meantime. But w did I miss any? Which ones are you keeping an eye on? I mean, I got, that's just that alone is a lot of reading. Got to keep up on it, but you know. And I also try to support, you know, uh, independent you know, skate magazines as much as possible. So let me know. Let me know which ones I'm missing so I can give them a shout out on the show. Also, you know, pick up some of their stuff, you know, just, uh, you know, to help support the cause. That's, that's, that's the least I can do. Please spread the word. We'll spread the love here. So, yeah, that's it, you guys. Short episode, short-ish episode this week. But, yeah, just uh, 
I'm going to, you know, I should be able to crank these out every week. You know, I'll get caught up here eventually. Once I get, I'm a creature of habit. I like routine. So once I get this new routine worked out where I have all the things that I have, literally, I think I just have to write it out. Here's what I'm doing this day and this day and this day. Here's what my kids are helping with. Here's me and my dad's coming over, my in-laws, you know, whatever I got to do to kind of help out. But in the end, all I'm going to keep reminding myself is the summer is going to be epic. Going to be epic, baby. Yeah. I'll try not to brag too much. Well, actually, think about it. I'm all, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'll be able to skate every day. Yeah, right, Rick. You're going to have to work up to that. <laughs> You're not going to be able to just all of a sudden, the first week of summer, like, skate every day. You're, my body be like, hell no, Rick. Hell no. You're going to be sore, dude. So I, I like to think by the end of this summer, I'll just be cranking out multi-day skate sessions. And you're going to be like, Rick, stop talking about it. We get it, dude. We get it. That's great. That's great. But we'll see. We're going to take it one day at a time. But thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tell a stranger about the show. Love you guys.